The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. And today, a special thanks to Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina, for making today's episode of Community Spotlight possible. Well, we're glad that you're here. Thanks for doing so. It's a pleasure to be hanging out with you. I'm Braxton. Today's guest, one that you may know, she's Chris Wataco. What's up, Chris? <laughs> hey, Braxton. How you so, be? I'm so great. I'm so happy to be back. I love yes. doing Community Spotlight. Yes, yeah, so thankful for our friendship. Uh, Chris is a local author, a public speaker, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Today, we're talking about her ministry of the singlesnetwork.org. Find them on Facebook as well, the Singles Network there, or Chris Wataco Ministries. Chris, yes. what's been going on? What you been doing lately? Uh, we just got through the biggest thing that I do every year called Labor Day Singles. It is a big retreat we do in Flat Rock, not too far away here from the station. And uh, it is for single adults and those that lead singles. And we had over 260 that came from like 19 states this year. Wow. And it grows it was, every year. It's just absolutely amazing. We get new people. People never heard of it that, that find out about it. And then we get a chance to promote the local area. We get to, to ask people to sew into, you know, from the Apple Festival to the Biltmore to even the Light FM. You know, we get, an, we get the opportunity to share the beauty of the North Carolina mountains with those that come from all over. Yeah. So how, how, how did it go? What was the preparation like, you know? Well, it was, again, an amazing weekend. Uh, Pastor uh, Dan Houck, who wrote uh, the Intentional Relationship Bible Study, was the third keynote this year with Pastor Freddie. And uh, so it was wonderful to have he and his wife come all the way from California. But I tell you, just like every year, and this is when you're doing something good, Braxton, because when you're doing something not so good, the devil don't really seem to care. But whenever you do something good, he attacks. And we got attacked in every way you can think of, from sickness to family members to technical issues to miscommunications. And uh, and so you have to be ready. You have to be have a plan for spiritual warfare. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I think, like you said, you know you're doing something right when that happens. That happens here. That happens, you know, everywhere yeah. in a ministry. So, I mean, it can be frustrating, but you almost need to expect it, right? Yes. So what do you do as an individual, anybody, but especially mm-hmm. today, topic of singles, when spiritual warfare hits. Yeah. Well, for for single adults mainly, they they get attacked in those areas that are close to their heart. You know, they get attacked where, you know, you're never going to meet anybody. You're always going to be alone. Uh, you know, my church doesn't care about me or, you know, oh my goodness, somebody else got married. Somebody else got married and somebody else is having a baby. And it's just those areas that we're really struggling, but also in comparing ourselves. You know, maybe we haven't gotten the things that we wanted. Maybe we don't have the home or the things. We look and compare ourselves even to other singles who maybe have some things we don't have or God hasn't healed me. I had a lady email me recently and said, God chose not to heal me. And, you know, I don't know why. And, and so we had a conversation about that. And so when you are alone and you don't have that community, you're way more susceptible to spiritual attacks because the enemy loves to get you by yourself. Um, that's why COVID was so tough, Braxton. We were already alone. And then that was just like the extra, you know, hammer that hit us because that's when we're the most vulnerable. So what kind of things, you know, have you, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, what did you do? How, how do you prepare yourself for spiritual warfare? 
Well, one is that you got to be grounded. I mean, you have to be close to God. You have to be spending time with the Lord. You have to go to the source of where the strength is. Often we fight spiritual warfare with our ability, with our flesh, because we think, I got this. I'm good. And the devil just laughs. Uh, because he he knows your weaknesses. He knows your vulnerabilities. He knows those areas of temptation, those things that you fall through on, those things that you struggle with. And so for us, we, you know, we knew that we were getting stressed. We knew it was getting close. Uh, we knew that people were like, you know, we're all like, you know, each other's nerves. And so one of the things that we improved upon last year was that we created a WhatsApp group and so instead of texting everybody, we created that where people could actually create smaller groups and we weren't all getting everybody's messages and we right. were on bombarding each other. The second was that we did pray for each other. Yeah. Community is so important. So often, you know, we, we don't take upon ourselves to grow closer to God. Number two, we're not praying and asking for his Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us and give us and fill us. We're taking off the armor. You know, we're praying for it to go on every day. And I, w- I always want to know, when did you take it off? Mm-hmm, right. You know? right. So we're, we need to use the armor. And then that community is so important. So we know by sharing with each other, hey, this is going on. And we, one of our leaders' mother passed away uh, literally a week prior to the retreat. And, and what do you do with that? It, you know, it can't be about the retreat anymore. It has to be about that person. Or we had somebody got sick and then somebody else got COVID. We have to deal with all these things mm-hmm. to make sure the focus is still on the person and, and not get caught up and, oh, it's going to affect the retreat or whatever. But no, no, no. Retreat will come and go, Braxton. Our events come and go. But people it's who we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's so key, Chris. You're talking about, you know, preparing for it. But so many times when the times are good, you do take the the armor off, you know. Yep. So you want to build up, you know, and keep the armor on and prepare and expect mm-hmm. and know what to do when. Yep. Right. But right. when it does happen, you know, you're, you were prepared, but it yep. still came. It still yep. happened. And that yep. could be frustrating. That could be you know, a, a tink or a hole in the armor. Yeah. What did you do? And when that happens for someone else, yeah. what do they do? Well, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about putting on the full armor of God. And I remember years ago, I used to keep a little figurine of, of, of a knight on my desk. I've and got every, one like Every that. morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pray this morning. And then that's when God reminded me, why are you praying to put it on? Did you take it off? Yeah. Did you take it off at 8 o'clock last night when you got into a fight with your mom? Oh, did you take it off at 10 o'clock last night when you went and got an extra helping of dessert that you didn't need? Oh, did you take it off at one in the morning when you had that bad dream? And all of a sudden I realized that I have got to not take it off and not pray to put it on, but how am I using it? Am I really utilizing all the parts? And the biggest, most strongest, because all of them are defensive parts, is the sword of the truth. That's what you do. The best power you have is to speak back truth to the enemy. Yeah. Speak truth in the situation because this isn't our home. We know that. It's not our home. we got to stop unpacking our suitcases. And so we get upset when the least little thing happens. And I said, but wait a minute. When you're close to God, the devil doesn't like it. He wants to pull you away. So he's going to attack. So, okay, if he's going to attack, then how do I handle the attack? How's my attitude? How do I look and see God's perspective in this? Okay, my car broke down. Well, eventually every car is going to break down. Oh, well, you know, I got sick. Well, you know, eventually everyone's going to die. Oh, well, you know, this situation happened. This situation happened. Well, having something to say when it does. Well, it's all going to happen. Yeah. It's how you handle it when it does happen. And does God get the glory? I remember years ago, my mom got cancer and she said, you know what? 
If I die with cancer, I'm with Jesus. If I live with it, I get to tell people about Jesus. I'm in a win-win situation. Can you look at the spiritual attacks and go, wow, if I wasn't worthy of being attacked, I wouldn't be attacked. So count yourself worthy when you're under those things, when you're feeling like the enemy is just pounding at you. Consider yourself worthy because you're doing something that's growing the kingdom and the enemy does not like it. Yeah, I love this topic. I just kind of wish you could be like teaching on this somewhere. <laughs> you're so good and knowledgeable on spiritual warfare. You're, you're sounding sarcastic now. You're sounding kind of <laughs> funny. Okay. Well, actually, I happen to be. Uh, what? No yeah, way. No way. Wow. Uh, you're so funny. Actually, it's coming up. I am a member of First Baptist in Hendersonville, and I'm going to be doing a spiritual warfare. It's actually going to be for single women. Um, and if God wants me to make it open to everybody, God will open that door. But Michelle uh, Eigeman, she's now Michelle King, just got, I mean, Michelle Hip just got married. She's going to be my co-teacher, and we're going to be teaching on the first Wednesday of October, November, and December, different topics. But the first one is on spiritual warfare, because we feel like so many of us are just still struggling with recognizing it. Is it from God? Is it from the enemy? What is my part? How do I handle it? What do I do? How can I prepare? How do I overcome? And then how do I help the next person around me who maybe is not as far along in my walk, their walk as I am in my walk? And so we're going to be doing that and in, in, in in, uh, coming up really soon. And then in November as well, we're going to talk about thankfulness. Sometimes being single, I'm not very thankful, Braxton. I'll be honest with you. And uh, And then in December, we're going to talk about the whole reason why, you know, Jesus is the reason. And so love for people to come if they want to come. You can get more information on the website, thesinglesnetwork.org um, or Chris Wataka Ministries. Love to have you there. Love to see you. You know, I love that, you know, we're talking about all these things and, you know, everyone deals with them, single or not. But I love because everyone's different and everyone is different, a walk of life. Sometimes being in community with someone similar to you in a similar situation can be dealing with some of the same things. And specifically talking about singleness, I think, is just so strong right now because people don't really realize about 50% of Americans are single. Well, it's about 54% average. But, you know, in Henderson County, maybe the same in Buckham County, we're actually, it's much higher because of the retirement aspect. So a lot of our singles are actually widows, divorced, older adults. But guess what? They go to church alone often and they feel isolated and they don't feel like, you know, and, and so while they may not define themselves single, like maybe a younger person would, right. They are alone and far more spiritual warfare there than someone else. Far more. Far more. So it's easy to stay home. It's easy just to watch church on TV and to lack that community. Even more so we have to be intentional about having people around us because sickness happens, life happens, uh, you need encouragement every day. Someone needs to check on you every day. Um, and so, you know, singles in general, you know, over half our country is not married. And that number is going to continue to go up. And so I have felt, uh, I have a heart for this, Raxon. Mm-hmm. You know, while, it, while I do other kinds of ministry, and I'm thankful for that, my heart is for singles because I'm single. And I see the potential, whether you're 20 or 80, I see the potential with someone who's not married and how they could serve God in a way that maybe they are not able to as a married person. And in that process, though, we are under lots of attack. And without that support, that spouse, um, it's harder. So we have to have yeah. community, even more so 
than a married person. You got to be intentional. You got to be intentional to say, you know what? I cannot do this life alone. I need God and I need others. Yeah. Intentional is key in a lot of things. You could almost use that word in something else too, Chris. (laughs) Am I being sarcastic Uh, again? You're you're funny. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's been my word even for the last three or intentional. Because I think everything we do needs to be intentional. Every friendship, every decision that we make, why are we just making it to make? You know, why isn't it every decision you get up in the morning, you should be thinking, I want to be intentional about what I put in my body. I want to be intentional about who I'm on the phone with. I want to be intentional about what I'm watching. I want to be intentional about how I spend my money because everything is about building the kingdom, not our kingdom. And so I've just made changes in my own life. To but say, doing it alone, it's not, it's not possible. No. You know, no. you can be intentional all you want, yeah. but you're going to slip up without somebody helping you along. Yes. And then they have the same mindset. And so there's that accountability as well that we so need oh, I talked about this uh, not so long ago I do live at five every Sunday I teach the word live on Facebook and one of my talks was on you know I'm a fruit inspector and it just means that you know I can't I don't know if you've accepted Christ I mean if you told me you've accepted Christ I gotta just believe that but I look at your fruit and I look at the evidence of Christ in your life has your life changed I want people to look at my life too I want that accountability in my life and the only way to have accountability is to have community mm-hmm well, I love this, that you're talking about it uh, on the first Wednesday of every month yes. in October, November, and December at First Baptist yes. Church. Probably in 23, too, but we're going to do the last three months and see how it goes. Great. Well, Chris, thanks for sharing today. Thank you, Braxton. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800 330 9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.